Hey, this is Brent Jensen. You're listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury, the show where we talk about the music that makes your skin vibrate. And today we welcome back controversial songstress and <laughs> international woman of intrigue, Audra Santa, who's back. Oh, thanks for having me. Can you do my intro for everything? Because I think that <laughs> makes me sound a lot more interesting. I just made it up. Oh, it's good. Did it sound good? On the fly, it was fantastic. Yeah. I would take that anytime. International woman of mystery. Intrigue. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> so so what's going on? Thanks for coming in today. You brought like all your gear. You have an amp here. You have a guitar. First time I've ever had an amp in the studio. Yeah. Well, I am so, so glad to be the first one to bring one in. I am... Um, you know, this year it was really interesting. I, I've, for a long time I used to do the singer songwriter thing with acoustic guitar and I kind of defaulted to these acoustic songs to more folky tunes. And I realized that part of the issue was I was kind of just floating into what felt good with that instrument. Mm -hmm. And this year I decided to pick up my electric. I've had this beautiful Telecaster kind of hanging on my wall that I look at. It's a beauty. <laughs> and I thought I might as well start playing it. So, uh, yeah, all the gigs I've played this year have been on electric. So even the opportunity to come in and talk to you today, and when you said I could play a song, I thought I might as well bring her in with me. Perfect. And you are going to do a previously unreleased tune, is that right? That's right. Hasn't yeah, it's not anywhere yet. I don't know if anyone's heard it. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure. Okay. So, um, what else is going on in your life right now? Where are you playing? I got to play the horseshoe a couple of weeks ago awesome. as a benefit for Lenny Stout, who's a great music writer and the editor at Cashbox magazine. Um, he's been a huge supporter of my music and has done a lot in the past few months of kind of even helping me define my sound because he'll write things that'll almost prelude what comes out next. Wow. And uh, I've appreciated that. So I got to play this benefit show for him at the horseshoe. Um, we just had a rehearsal today for my gig at the Painted Lady, which mm -hmm. is April 25th. Very good. And that's kind of leading into my Canadian Music Week show, which is May 8th at 8 p.m. at the new Stacked Studio. So there's the Stacked Markets down at Front and Bathurst. And I'm really excited to check it out maybe this weekend and see where I'm going to be playing. Look at you. It's been busy. It's great. It's busy. It's exciting. And potentially a trip up to Thunder Bay, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, Thunder Bay. Um, so I'm originally from Thunder Bay, as we know from our last conversation. But I, um, I was invited to play their live on a waterfront on the waterfront series, and I wasn't sure whether or not I was even a good fit for it. But they've offered to fly my band up um, to have me play, and it gives me a good opportunity to connect with family. So if that goes down, it'll likely be July 31st, and. That might even be a good opportunity to do that road trip we talked about. That's right. Maybe stop on in Sudbury on the way. Perfect. We have to stop there. Yeah. We'll set up a gig for you. Sounds good. At the townhouse. I'd love that. Yeah. Love that. We just need somebody else I can play with because I don't know if I'd have any drawn Sudbury as yet. I'll play with you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> See, next time I you know, bring your amp and guitar. I know. Too, a couple, we'll I, hey, maybe I will. We should do that. We should do a jam. I think I've so. never played on the show. What? Oh, no, wait. That's wrong. I did play once. Yeah, but we'll do it again. Okay, well, if you happen to invite me back a third time, let's make that a plan. <laughs> I will do that. Okay. <laughs> it's a deal. <laughs> All right, so let's get into your tunes. You have some great songs here. This is uh, Now, you're going to give me a little bit of an education here because oh. I know a number of these, but I do not know all of them. And the last two, I've never even heard of. Oh, great. So let's kick it off with Tori Amos and caught a light sneeze. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. This album that Caudalite sneezes on, and I used to always say like Boys for Peel or Boys for Peely, but it's actually Boys for Pele, mm-hmm. which I found out is Pele is the name of a Hawaiian goddess, and she was the goddess of volcano and fire. Oh, I didn't know that. Which I realize now made so much sense for that Tori Amos album. Um, I remember having this record when I was oh, in my you know, early teens and listening to it and feeling so connected to the sounds I was hearing, but not quite understanding even what she was singing about. And even now, these lyrics and the the way that the songs move, especially like Caught a Light Sneeze, she has a harpsichord that she's playing. There's a very Baroque feel mm. to a lot of what she's doing. And um, yeah, I just find it really kind of raises up almost this angry emotion in me. For Most of that record does, to be mm. honest. And I was listening again to a lot of uh, the music I had heard of hers before and realized how much my own writing, I think, leans that way. And... Um, you know, she she expresses herself so well, and sometimes she'll use like a lot of vocal fry, or she'll let her voice do things like this, or she'll bring out sounds and tones that you don't always think of. And of course, she's willing to explore some dark themes that um, never before I had I heard something so brave. So mm. this song, Caught a Light Sneeze, for me still kind of gives me that feeling every time I hear it. It makes your skin vibrate. Uh-huh. And you came to the right place, <laughs> that Aldra. One, yeah. There's another one called Blood Roses, and I was trying to decide between the two. Both have the harpsichord. Yeah, but this one in particular really gets me. Your next one gets me. This is Kate Bush and Running Up That Hill from Hounds of Love back in 85. I mm. love the song. I remember the video for this. Mm-hmm. Well, if it gets you, too, can you tell me how it gets you first? I just, Her voice. There's something about Kate Bush that nobody yeah. else can can do. I was into heavy metal when I was a kid, and I still had like a little thing for Kate Bush for some inexplicable reason. Yeah. Oh, she's amazing. My favorite version of this song is there's a live version with David Gilmore from Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. And that's still the one I think of every time I hear this song in my head. And... um Years ago, there was a guitarist in a band I played in called the the band was The Wandering in Australia, and it was with Amon Wolf, who I ended up being in a duo with called Amon and Audra. And this guitarist, Christian, he played like David Gilmore, and often in the rehearsal room, I know that's a big statement, but yeah. I'm telling you, <laughs> in the rehearsal room, I'd often like just literally lie on the ground and and listen as they kind of would jam over different things and I felt like I was in a dream or like I was high on drugs half the time and this song I remember the I first discovered the song by Kate Bush or even heard of Kate Bush when I was living in Australia and when I heard when I got to know Christian as a guitarist at the same time so I think there's some sort of emotional connection that happened Mm -hmm. that was also about playing with that band for me and then connecting with this song and I remember covering uh running up that hill and i still do time to time even solo on guitar yeah but there's nothing quite like hearing her voice soaring through that chorus yes exactly Mm -hmm. yeah and i know it's a huge feat even trying to cover one of her songs but uh i don't try to be her i try to honor uh the song that it is good yeah Bare Naked Ladies next. Yeah. Her breakout single, I think this was, Lovers in a Dangerous Time. Yeah, so this is a song. It's actually originally by Bruce Coburn. Mm-hmm. And Bare Naked Ladies for me. So again, because I've returned to Canada now, I've kind of reacquainted 
with some Canadian bands I used to listen to a lot um, before I moved away to Australia in 2006. Bare Naked Ladies were actually the first band that I ever saw live. Oh, wow. They came to the Thunder Bay Community Auditorium. <laughs> they were touring Gordon. Yeah. I begged my parents to let me go. Yeah. So we all went. And my brother, I remember falling asleep in the chairs. Like he was like in one of those soft seats and he was just passed out. And I'm, I'm so excited because I get to hear this band that I really liked. And this song of theirs was one where it actually hit me emotionally. I always loved their music, but when I heard, like Stephen Page's voice on this tune is just beautiful. And I remember watching the video, black and white, and there's a part where I think they're all sitting in the back of a of a truck. I still have that memory and that connection. And it, actually, it was funny because I was at the Horseshoe gig a couple of weeks ago, and I stepped off the stage, and there's this man side stage, and he says to me, "That was a great set." I said, "Oh, thanks." And he introduced himself and shook my hand. And he said, my name's Kevin. No and I was way. like, are you Kevin Hearn? Yeah. And he's like, yes. And I went, oh my gosh, it's Kevin from the Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, wow. That's awesome. It was really nice. And um, he was playing with his band, Look People, which is a band from, I don't know if you remember, like 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gig. And James B. was actually emceeing that night and introduced me. But the weirdest thing was I saw Kevin Hearn and met him for the first time. The very next day, I was walking through Trinity Bellwoods, and I see this very tall, red-haired guy, and I went, oh my gosh, that's Jim, the -hmm. bass player, the upright bass player. Mm -hmm. So I'm walking by, like I'm walking down the path, and just already weirded out that I just met one bare-naked lady last night. Yeah, There's another one in the park in the morning. Wow, if anybody tunes in right now, it's going to sound really odd, right? (laughs) I was just thinking that (laughs) too. Bare-naked ladies everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I actually find a lot wherever I go, but you know. Um, but yeah, I saw Kevin, then I saw Jim. So I was, I walked kind of slowly just to make sure I was actually not seeing things. That night, I went to James Bryan, who's the guitarist from the Philosopher Kings. Mm -hmm. I went to his album release because my guitarist, Michael Savona, was playing there. That very same night, all of a sudden, James says, I would like to welcome my friend Jim to the stage. And Jim gets up with his upright bass. No way. (laughs) So I walk up to him at the end of the gig and I was like, look, I don't mean to be weird, but I just saw you in the park this morning. Last night, I just met Kevin Hearn for the first time. This is amazing. And he looked at me as like, oh, that was you. I could see that somebody was staring at me and I didn't know why. (laughs) And I was like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) <laughs> I know you're just trying to walk your dog in peace. And all of a sudden I became that weird fangirl kind of, yeah. That's but. funny. <laughs> so when did you meet Ed Robertson and Stephen Page? Not yet, but by the time this is airing, it's possible it'll It's probably going to happen. Yeah. I'll give you an update to put in the show notes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Ed, if you're out there, call me. <laughs> <laughs> I need to meet you next. <laughs> yeah, Ed's probably the best looking guy in the group, I would say, right? I I th- no I don't I am I'm not going to play that game but they they're all amazing musicians <laughs> fantastic guys and it's uh, it would be a pleasure to meet all of them one by one so maybe yeah. just add first <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Do you have a connection <laughs> maybe oh no all right next song okay so what are we on next, next song is I don't know this dude it's Fever Ray mm. if, if I had a heart so I have this kind of I don't watch a lot of Netflix. But when I do, I tend to watch um, things that are dark and twisted and a little bit, 
which is probably why I don't watch much of it because I live alone and like I'd probably scare myself a bit too much and I can end up um, mentally because I do have a history of depression sometimes I can end up in a bit of a dark hole but the problem is I kind of like living on the edge of that hole looking in so I'm always playing with trying to figure out how much darkness I'm willing to explore and uh there was a series a few years ago called the following mm-hmm. and that's why i first heard this song and there's an actor james purefoy who's this very very charming english cult leader silly serial killer mm. um and then all these you know this cult that he amasses that all end up killing a lot of people and it's um really fascinating but the this song fever ray uh by fever ray if i had a heart is um, used through that that series and there's kind of this rumbling it almost sounds like a phasing low guitar or something the production's really interesting so mm-hmm. this is actually um karen from the knife this is her project so if you, if any listeners out there like the knife this is a really great um fever ray is a great project to check out they played toronto last year and unfortunately I missed it I had tickets but I had a rehearsal that night for a different production and I kind of felt like I was there was a bit of a martyrdom moment I felt where I was like <sighs> well I'm going to sacrifice the experience of this show which I really want to go to and because I need to actually focus on rehearsing but um I'll never do that again because I think I missed something really incredible mm. I think it was also played on uh, Vikings Vikings is another series I think it was used in it's, it's I think there's been a lot of sync on this tune but it's dark. It has this, um, if you can imagine serial killer cult leader movie and what sort of track you'd want behind that, and this is it. the one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to check it. it out. Next, a band I know, Arkell's Relentless. Yeah. Do you, you, have you? No, I do not know them, but I know just based on the rest of your list, this is a band that okay, I Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, and this one I know. This no, I, I thought, know. well, maybe we should get Max and the crew and Anthony and all of them in for a chat. We should, actually, yeah. Yeah. yeah do you know the guys in They're great guys. They're amazing. I actually did have the opportunity to meet them. Um, I work for the Gord Downey and Chani Wenjack Fund. Mm-hmm. So it's the organization that... Both Gord Downey and Chani Wenjack's families came together to create to in order to support reconciliation. So, so to support people's understanding of the history and impact of residential schools, mm-hmm. um, the story of Chani Wenjack, which is told in Gord Downey's Secret Path, where he ran away from a residential school by Kenora to try to get home to his family on this First Nation and unfortunately passed away beside the train tracks and he was found there and that story had impacted Gord so much that he wrote an album that then became uh or he wrote some poems that became an album that became a graphic novel and a documentary and uh we now bring that the secret path into schools Mm -hmm. um uh, to use as a teaching tool so educators and students can you know start to have those discussions and i was very privileged to have the opportunity to launch their artist ambassador program within the legacy schools. So what I basically did is we're bringing Indigenous and non-Indigenous artists into high schools in order to support the journey of reconciliation for that school community. So in the case of Indigenous artists, we'd bring them in, they'd be able to showcase their art, tell their stories. I was able to bring in um, Adrian Sutherland from Midnight Shine, Angela Gladue, who's a dancer with a tribe called Red, and we also had DJ Cookham, who's a DJ with the Snotty Nose Res Kids, and she's based out west. 
all amazing artists. And Arkells were actually the very first artists we worked with. Oh, wow. Um, and I brought them to a school in Ottawa. They were on tour there and they agreed to take some time out of what was a really busy schedule and to go to a school there, St. Francis Xavier. Mm -hmm. And um, they came in, they had a tour of the art on the walls, some reconciliation art that had been done by what is a Catholic high school. The students had painted this to recognize what had happened with residential schools, um, to honor indigenous traditions and history. Their uh, indigenous art teacher had been showing them so and teaching them so much about um, kind of the richness of the history and culture. Mm -hmm. Then we joined in a circle, um, and there was an elder who led us in a conversation in circle about reconciliation. And at the end, Arkells got everyone to gather in nice and close, and they played us a couple of songs. That's so great. And the first song they played was Relentless. Oh, wow. And they described the song, Max was saying that, you know, Relentless, there's a lyric that says, like a dog on a bone. And that was actually apparently a phrase that was used for Gord Downey mm. to reference him, saying Gord's like a dog to a bone. And the whole song and a few other tracks that Arkells were sharing with us were all about social justice. You know, there's a line in the song that just goes, I'm a kid in the neighborhood, just a kid in the neighborhood. And it was really showing those kids, those students, that each one of them had a voice each one of them could be like that dog to a bone and not let go and mm -hmm. could bring change, could bring social change. And we're seeing that shift. And as I was sitting there, I had such an amazing, um, almost physical response, like, like, yeah, feeling kind of my skin tingling, feeling like goosebumps because I'm watching what's happening in front of me. And it just felt like a shift in the Canadian consciousness. Is wow. And that night, um, I didn't know Arkell's music that well, but I went to the show that night. And honestly, they were amazing mm -hmm. live band. And then a few weeks later, um, we were at the Junos. And I don't know if you saw what happened, but Jeremy Dutcher won Indigenous Album of the Year. And it, they were only given 60 seconds to talk. But Jeremy, at the end of his speech, started to speak specifically about reconciliation. And he literally went, reconciliation is. And then they cued the music oh, and cut no. him off. Oh. Then... Arkells won the last award of the night, yep. Rock Album of the Year. And they got up and they said, hold on, we want to thank everyone for this award. That's great. But we're now going to give our time to Jeremy Dutcher so he can finish what he was saying. That's fantastic. And then Mike nearly, or sorry, Max nearly swore. He was like, and don't fuck, like he said, don't cut him off. Don't play the music. He's going to talk as long as he wants. That's great. And then Jeremy got up and you could see them both. There's a video on CBC Music if you want to watch it. And Jeremy basically turns to them and says, this is what holding space looks like. Mm. And I really feel that, you know, we all have a responsibility, but particularly as non-Indigenous Canadians, we have to understand that there's a space to be held that it's not speaking for. It's actually going, how can I take whatever position or voice or microphone or platform I have and allow for the indigenous voice to her be heard, especially in times it's been cut off. Right. Yeah. So like now, to be honest, I am probably one of the biggest Arkells fans because of my personal experience with the band, because of seeing how genuine, humble and real they are. And they're just fucking great musicians. Like yeah. <laughs> go see them if you can. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. we try and get him in here. Oh, I, I would. I might be able to make an 
send an email or make a call if you want. But they're Perfect. they're truly incredible. Okay, you do that, and I'll get Ed Robertson in here. Yeah, deal. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're all gonna have a jam. That's right. Oh, that'd be great, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, so these next two tunes I know nothing about. Don't know the artist. Don't know the song. So oh, yeah. education st- it starts now. So Cuba Color is your next artist, and the song is Mirror Play. Yeah, it's funny because I sent you this list the night before, so I do apologize. I didn't even give you time to, oh, no to listen. But I'll, I'll uh, Cuba Color, I came across them probably about six months ago or so. They're th- this, these are my newer discoveries. They're on the uh, Anjuna Deep, I think is the way that I say that label. It's a record label that I happen to be following on Instagram. It's all electronic music. And then this came up and I was like, what is this magic? Mm. Isn't that a this, great feeling? When that oh, happens? it's just incredible. So this band, they're from, they're Dutch, I think. I think they're from the Netherlands. They're a duo. The entire Brain Sugar album, I love listening to from start to finish. Mm. And it's electronica. It has kind of this deep, they, you know, they almost a bit of a massive attack feel. The vocalist at times sounds like Tom York from Radiohead. So there's these moments where if you can imagine like beautiful atmospheric ambient electronica with some really um, tasteful, resonant, beautiful harmonic layers happening through mm. it all. And I, I will play this record over and over again. Like as I'm commuting, I went to Costa Rica in January again, and this was almost like my soundtrack. You know, you find like oh yeah a certain record that becomes your soundtrack for a place that you're in. That's what this was to me. And Mirror plays a great song, but really the entire album. And I encourage, yeah, there's people listening and you like kind of that electronic or kind of slow, chill, deep house type stuff. This is a great one. Cuba Color. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Next is Halos mm-hmm. and Dust. So Halos, this band, actually, to be honest, I only... And saying I discovered them is like saying Christopher Columbus discovered America. But like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, if we're going back on indigenous issues, like the band obviously has been doing some really great things. But I only really got to know who they were in the last, probably in the last month. I already had them on a couple of playlists because there were playlists that I had liked or where I had hit like on their tracks. But I never listened to their entire, entire album. My neighbor said to me, are you going to the Halos show tonight? This was like two weeks ago. Mm. And I went, "Um, no, who's that? And he went, oh, you should listen to them. And I realized I knew one or two songs. And I went, oh, my goodness, this band is amazing. Yeah, They reminded me of the XX. Um, They reminded me a bit of, again, a bit of a massive attack feel. Really, like, just such amazing sounds through everything that they were doing. Um, unfortunately the gig was only a few doors away from me, but I had prior commitments and I couldn't go. Oh no. (laughs) So, but I'm slightly less heartbroken than I would have been had I known the band for much longer, but now I'm definitely going to catch them when they come back. They're called Halos, but the band also, they seem to refer to, you know, religious tones or, um, there's a song they have called earth, not above. And I actually think, although I gave you dust as my pick here, I think Earth Not Above would be the one that makes my skin vibrate the most, where there's kind of just this one lyric where she keeps singing over and over, what have we become? 
and I don't know, emotionally, it just hits me a bit harder. It's almost this, there's, there's a lot of like reflection in their lyrics. Mm-hmm. In fact, the intro to the album, do you know the philosopher Alan Watts? No, not super familiar. He was a philosopher from years ago. He used to do these lectures. You know, I'd like to say 60s. I could be completely wrong. There's a part at the very beginning of the album in the intro where he is giving a speech and they're using the sample of his voice as he's speaking. And there's like these beautiful synths and pads. Nice. And the introduction to the album, it reads this. I'm going to talk to you this evening on the subject of the spectrum of love. We know that from time to time, there arise among human beings, people who seem to exude love as naturally as the sun gives out heat. We would like to be like that. And by and large, man's religions are attempts to cultivate that same power in ordinary people. And again, for me, this album, I can listen from beginning to end. And it's almost like that meditation or prayer because it's like yeah i i want to be like that Mm -hmm. i want to be one of those people that exude love i want to absorb it as i in what i'm listening to i want to let it leak out of me everywhere i go i want it to be such an integral part of my being that i don't have to try to love others yeah so yesterday i was actually in preparation for the show i was listening to their album as i went for a run and when earth not above came on I I actually like I had to stop and I started tearing up. And I mean there's a lot of things happening for me right now that perhaps that's why that's that's going on as well like different emotions but again that lyric you know is this what we have become it was just uh yeah really hit me but it's it's powerful powerful record and uh highly recommended. I love that you feel music as much as you do. Oh it's yeah so much. I think that's if only great. your audience could see what I'm doing with my finger. <laughs> it's like I'm making claws with my hands right now. When I when I sing and when I write, like even even when I'm songwriting, it's very rarely lyrics first. Mm-hmm. It's sound and it's feeling and the expression almost comes out of these moans or these sounds. Similar to what I talked about on that first song with Tori Amos, she'll almost like you can like emote with a uh, a sound that comes out yeah. and um for me, the the layers and texture and atmosphere of of a, of a song that can like surround me and hold me mm-hmm. is what I want to go for. Even in my own shows, like the rehearsal I had with the guys today, we're not, we're playing without a bass player in this case, and it's just kind of budget things. Like every time I'm gigging, I'm paying my band, and I'm out of pocket mm-hmm. uh, as it stands. Until all of you come to my shows, then we'll be fine. <laughs> but um. So I decided to go without a bass player and we were playing guitar. Already realized, you know what, I might move to keys to a lot of those, a lot of those tracks. Cause it just, again, creates more of that atmospheric sound that can, that you can get lost in. That's what you'll find with any song I pick when I, when I'm actually choosing something that makes my skin vibrate. It's, you know, there's many songs I love, but the songs that I feel really connected to, it's, it's a lot about that production. Yeah. And the atmosphere is what I really keyed into with what you just saying there. I was thinking about Radiohead, you know, yeah. when you brought in Reckoner last time. Yes. And it's just such a great pick. That whole record for me is immersive. You can, it almost feels like you can move inside of it yes. and have it completely surround you if you're listening to it with a, with a great system. 
Exactly. I listen to a lot of these and I have a great pair of headphones Mm -hmm. that I enjoy. Like if I'm really going to sit or lie down, lie down preferably and listen to music. And I think it also comes like my background is as a worship leader. Mm -hmm. And when I was worship leading at a, you know, a Pentecostal church in Brisbane, for me, it was all about atmosphere. It was all about like creating a space just like when, you, when you're when you listening to a meditation track or music, like the, there's something about sound that can allow you to get lost, allow you to connect with spirit or the universe or however you understand it. Mm-hmm. And there's certain even frequencies, I think, that is, aid that more. They even talk about like tuning to 432 as opposed to A440 yeah. of your regular concert pitch because 432 is more resonant and the vibration better matches the vibration of everything around us yes including our bodies everything so yeah for me it's always about finding those those sounds those pitches that that have that effect on on me physically Mm -hmm. yeah that's next level stuff you know thinking about listening to music right yeah but there's there's so much in there yeah, and I'm fascinated by that because I, I'm I'm always interested in, in in the learning of those types of things. You mm. know? I was talking to Murray McLaughlin about this earlier about music as a healing property. Yeah, you know, and he's part of this project where uh, they use music to improve people's lives, people who are you know in need of complex care, close to the end of their lives, mm. and people react. Yeah, I remember um, there was a at the church that I was at. And talking about healing, like this was a church that believed a lot in healing and would pray for people. And there was a man who was diagnosed with cancer and he used to ask that I'd come over and play. And I did. I used to go over and I'd play music and he was just so grateful. And he was so confident that um, God was going to heal him. Mm -hmm. And he actually, like the doctors were astounded. They thought he only had a few months to live Mm -hmm. and he lived two years. And they were just like, we don't even understand how this is possible. We're seeing things reverse that we didn't expect to see reverse. We're seeing things like we are so surprised. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Maybe this is a miracle. Mm. There was a time where his cancer came back and he was getting really unwell. And I was driving in a car in my car and this chorus kind of popped into my head. That was kind of this like almost a bit country gospel Mm -hmm. From that song, I or from that chorus, I wrote a song called Grace in the Storm, mm. which was really about, his name was Roy, which is about Roy's faith, was was Roy's desire to be like, you know, this is what I believe and give me grace in the storm and help me carry on in the darkness, your light will shine. Mm. And I had this song written for him and I wanted to go over the next time I saw him, I wanted to play it for him. And unfortunately, he passed away. So um, his family were kind enough they invited me to play it at the memorial service that's great so yeah so i still got to play it for him it just that's playing for him at a different time yeah that's a great story yeah it was pretty uh pretty special and still like when i play that song it's uh it's very different than what i normally play but it uh, means a lot to me like that's a song that also makes my skin vibrate but Mm -hmm. in a way where i just i think of him every time and yeah it's just a prayer and and it makes me smile because he really had that amazing, like, lust for life and joy that was infectious. Well, it would have made him smile, too. Uh-huh. Good for you. Thanks. Now it is time for you to play another song. Yes. A previously unreleased song. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, this song is, um, well, the song I'm planning to play, although once I pick up the guitar, anything could happen. <laughs> um, it's called Fractures. Okay. I've never thought of how to introduce it, so I might not. <laughs> okay. Let the music do yeah, the talking. Yeah, there's still there's a lot of emotion to it for me, but it's, um, I really, I really like this tune and we've done it with bigger production at the shows I play. There'll probably be a lot more layers, but today it'll just be me and the electric guitar. All right. I like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Let's awesome. do it. Fractures of you Shattered bones lie In the catacombs waking up Reflecting the prettiest hues When I shine the light on The parts I like the most You'll figure out Never take it down Love and leave but don't believe Can't handle you gone Cause since you left Yeah, I've done the math And half and half and half Don't make a whole Boy, run on home Kisses like stars I put your taste in Little jars by my bed To open as I please I remember you best When I kept you on your knees You'll figure out Never take it down Love and leave, but don't believe Can't handle you, gone Cause since you left Yeah, I've done the math And half and half and half Don't make a Boy, run on home Well if it wasn't for that messed up part, but yeah. Thank you. It's nice to nice to come in and play. I really appreciate it. And you're coming back. Okay. Yeah. This sure. for uh what are we gonna do next time? Yeah, well we're gonna have uh Ed Roberts That's Robinson right. come in and yeah. then we're going to have what else did we mention? Oh yeah, Matt, Max from Arkells, yeah. yeah. Or all the Arkells. There we go. Huge <laughs> sure, jam. we'll just get them all we have a lot of chairs in here. <laughs> That's right. Get them all in. Yeah. Well there's talk of doing the show live. Oh. Yes. So details to follow, 
but a well-known Canadian musician and I are talking about doing the show live from elsewhere, not at Spoke, but somewhere else. Really? A music venue, yeah. So it's very exciting. Not like a lot of details. multiple episode, like multiple oh, episodes or yeah. like a one-off? Yeah, no, no, like, all the time. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's good. it could be fun. It's We're just talking about it now, but I think it's going to happen. So. Oh, wow. That's yep. so fun. Yeah. Well, I'll be I'll be there either way cheering in the audience, but I'm always happy to have a chat. This is awesome. Such a such a pleasure coming here. Thank you. you for thank you. Me. Thank you for coming. I appreciate yeah. it. It's always great to have you. Oh, thank you. All right. This has been No Sleep Till Subbury with Brent Jensen and my very special guest, Ms. Audra Sanja. Till next time, folks, take good care. Brent Jensen is the best-selling author of No Sleep Till Subbury, Leftover People, and All My Favorite People Are Broken. All titles available in stores and on Amazon Worldwide.